Hey there guys, welcome to the Screen Zone where we'll be discussing uh, the latest in the entertainment industry, all the latest movie news, TV, streaming, all of that stuff. So I am Rahul. My name is Prasad and we'll be taking a deep dive into all all the latest news that's coming out out of Hollywood and we'll be discussing our thoughts and let's see how it goes. So the first news we have uh, that came out this week and well not just a news but a movie release Terminator Dark Fate just came out this week and it's not doing well in the box office. I mean there were high hopes for the movie when it was announced that David Cameron would be oh sorry James Cameron James Cameron would be producing it but then uh like everything he produces it doesn't work that well as good as he directs and writes those films yeah so it was kind of predictable but then uh, i don't think this movie will do as good as the first two terminators that he made what do you think about it? i haven't seen it i was supposed to see it yesterday but uh, then i just saw some other reviewers reviews and all of my excitement just died right there <laughs> I mean the movie isn't doing well it's it's gross to 23 what 23000 230000 whatever it is it's not doing well it's done as well as terminator genesis that was a bad movie terminator everything that came out of terminator 2 judgment yeah. day was an abomination in the series yeah and i think they should have just like uh, cancel the entire series after uh, judgment day but then again this looks like a lucrative uh, profit making source for the yeah. filmmakers so it is kind of a trend that has been like that we've been seeing recently in uh, hollywood where people keep on producing these films uh, where they make a series and it just keeps on going again and again until the entire series just dies off completely yep and well from what i've heard about the movie like i've seen a lot of reviews and i've actually seen some of the spoiler spoilerific reviews and it is it it kind of shits on the whole lore of terminator 1 and 2 i mean it doesn't it doesn't look good like what they're doing with the uh series now and this is sort of like their own force awakens where they're sort of doing they're continuing the past story but they're also making a new storyline for new audiences it's crazy from what i've read it kind of feels like uh, feels like what uh the makers of game of thrones did with the uh, season 8 yeah. where they completely flipped the entire script and the entire narration that was going on and as we all know <laughs> the outcry that happened oh and which was deserved it was deserved you need to give a proper ending to such a great series and you can't just like do whatever you want if you start doing something for the people you have to justify the end hmm. and so like that kind of brings us to what like James Cameron's involvement was with the movie like he served the producer and i think he also did the story for this movie uh, tim miller has directed the movie from deadpool he directed the film and uh, james cameron's we were just going through james cameron's uh, producing credits over the years so here it's here is his whole uh, like producing credits so avatar obviously that's his like baby uh terminator dark fate and then alita battle angel which i had sort of forgotten about alita did not work as good as i think the people uh, hoped it would yeah but then it kind of the plot just started revolving around itself and it killed itself like without any any external forces alita was the uh, victim of its own self as yeah, you can say like alita's uh, one of the biggest problems with alita was like the movie was decent i liked the movie but they mar- they did not market it well like 
I it it I think it barely broke even. I don't think it made much profit. It really didn't. Like uh, they were they, like the movie clearly had plans for sequels, but that's not gonna happen. As much as I know about Alita, they had a rich source of story that they could use from. Yeah. And uh, it just went like going from one uh, milestone of really bad thing to another, and it just went downhill from there. Oh, it did. So like I'm just hoping that. this movie i mean the reviews for terminator dark fate have been kind of mixed i mean some people like the new changes they've made some people don't but i just want this franchise to die right now and don't make one for another 5 years or so give it a rest i just hope they have like terminator saying in this film that i won't be back <laughs> linda hamilton says that yeah and in the most flattest way like she throws a grenade in the ground or something and she's like i'll be back and she walks off and like wow like what a way to honor your legacy <laughs> what the hell that's like taking a huge crap on your own legacy what you <laughs> built what you've given to the audience all through these years yeah. and it just died it i it broke my heart when like after judgment day because all these two films were like uh building blocks of my childhood as you can yeah. say and i i grew up on these films and i had like such huge expectations and Just to see them go so down is disheartening for me. Mm. So, like, another big thing, like this was a dud at the box office. But one of the bigger things to like come out of the box office this week is Joker. So, Joker just became the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time, just like uh, just this past week, and it has now it's almost crossed nine hundred million. Like, it's very close right now. I mean, as I can, if I just go through the box office movie right now, it's crossed eight hundred and seventy-eight million worldwide. So it's gonna cross nine hundred by like in a couple of days, which is just crazy to think that a movie with a budget of something like fifty million has done as much profit as Endgame. It's well deserved for Joker, as far as I can tell, because everything about the film feels ah uh, feels completely perfect from the acting, from the direction, the sound. editing and uh, you can't just like fall the movie in any which way and though there was a huge outcry before the movie was uh, yeah. released where people said that this might influence people but inside violence yeah 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 and none of that uh, happened why uh, whereas <laughs> a lot of people have been just praising the film for the performances yeah. everyone has given a, like even from the smallest characters literally and metaphorically it was one of the most <laughs> funniest films ever made and yeah. I this was such a beautiful film to see and I don't think we'll get to see uh, something like this soon again. Yeah, I mean we might actually because with this movie Warner Brothers must be going okay, uh, I need 15 more of these please. Uh because even Walk in Phoenix like we know that Walk in Phoenix generally doesn't like to be involved in franchise filmmaking and all that. That's why he turned down Doctor Strange when it was he was approached for the role because he didn't want to be in like 10 of these movies. but now in some in just a recent interview he was asked like would you return for a joker 2 or something and he was he said he's open to it like if they can crack a good story for that character and have a good continuity then we might see a joker 2 it's a very big possibility like warner brothers is surely like just trying to get those people together to make another one if it were up to me i wouldn't want a joker yeah. to sequel because i think this film is perfect the way it is and i wouldn't want anything damaging its reputation and uh, making a sequel might might not uh, exceed this film and as far as 
I am concerned. I just want this film to be locked up and kept in a museum for all ages. And <laughs> film like this should be preserved. Like is sure. what I believe. And I just wanted to be like hold, uh, like held closer to everyone's heart. And everyone should watch this film. Like regardless of what age you are. Or I mean, everyone has in that demographic in the R-rated demographic. Everyone already has seen the movie. I mean, like, show it to children. Show it to children <laughs> what not to be. Like, don't treat people bad. I think that's <laughs> yeah, the yeah. main message that's of the, the main message of the movie. Yeah. I don't find anything wrong with it. Like, I've grew up on R-rated films when I shouldn't have, and <laughs> I don't find myself like killing people out on the streets or something like that. Yeah, that was a very weird thing for the mainstream media. Like, it at at a point, it almost felt like the media wanted something bad to happen. I think it's more about generating clicks at this moment. instead of just like creating or writing proper stories where you just want to create hype about absolutely every single thing that's yeah. happening so all you need uh, all uh, media outlets were trying to just like hype up or oh, this might uh, bring up violence this might uh, influence people in such a way and this might do this and this might do that whereas everyone is is just like dancing on the steps that they have shown or making tiktok memes about yeah. the bathroom scene i love the steps all the selfies people are taking yeah. on steps that, that's just so funny and those have been like enshrined as some beautiful what do you say art religious place yeah yeah and like people in those in that town i don't know where it is but uh, chicago no people are getting upset because the people are just like tourists are just holding that staircase i mean that's one downside to it but like that's a that's like a positive thing nothing like the media at one point they were like oh wow like they were grabbing on to news stories for anything negative related to the movie and like people are liking the movie it's done really well at the box office and it's an overall it's a good thing for warner brothers Yeah, like one of I believe one of brother does like one good film about superheroes in a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Last one being the uh, Dark Knight, and yeah. then this, and it was such a huge risk uh, taking on Heath Ledger's legacy of Joker, and Jared Leto couldn't, <laughs> and rightly so because yeah. uh, it was such a huge uh, step up to match that performance, and I think like I don't know how to. uh how you compare when you see the, both these performances but for me they were like on par perfect and this is how film making should be approached and you should make films like low budget and yeah. which have like cultural influence in uh, such a hold on people's mind and everything no yeah, that's right and talking about cultural influence and what doesn't really have that much of that is ant-man 3 so ant-man 3 uh, just recently uh, it it was confirmed by a lot of trades like variety and entertainment weekly that uh, ant-man 3 is moving forward with director peyton reed who is returning and like i enjoyed ant-man 1 and 2 but this felt like the most like the least uh, what what should i say important news or the least coverable news that came out this week i mean not many people were expecting it and it's uh, uh, okay it's the reception on twitter and everything this whole news people like not as many people care about ant-man 3's development like many people were thinking maybe it will be booted to disney plus or something but i really want to see a good ant-man movie like uh, like the first two were good but 
I want him to step up now. I want Ant Man three to do what Ragnarok did for Thor. I want Ant Man three to go just crazy, as much crazy as you can, because Pollard's a great actor, and like it's a very likable cast that this franchise has. And I I just want it to be treated a little more than just just the most baseline popcorn flick that it generally is. Generally speaking, Ant Man isn't that big of a superhero yeah. for people to give it that much attention. But the first film was really fun to watch, mm. and uh, it it really put Paul Rudd on the major yeah. uh, Hollywood scene. And you could see the transformation that he had done from Parks and Recreation to here. It was like such a huge step up from him from all the indie films that he's been working on to such a high budget film. But then again. Uh, Ant Man three is something I don't think people wanted as such, mm. but I just and uh, the way you said uh, the transformation of Thor series where the first two were like kind of okay and the third one really blew up. Yeah, for that you need such a crazy director in place. Yeah, like, exactly. You need someone like Taika Waititi to just like hold you, make you shout in your ears, <laughs> and make you go crazy because that's what brings out greatness in other people. Yeah. And uh, even though Peyton Reed is like really good, you just kind of think that you know this uh, this film will take the easy route and will just like kind of hover around what do you say basicness of all in like yeah. the most vanilla films in yeah, Marvel yeah. series that you can find is like Ant Man, and though like some of the characters are really fun, it's very difficult to balance all these out. <laughs> that's something that disney is just pushing towards like disney has so much content coming out right now with disney plus i mean uh, we have uh, i mean loki has already started shooting for a long time i think yeah like th- there's been always concept art and everything out for loki and just recently i think just like a couple of days ago the falcon and the winter soldier just started shooting so like these shows are coming much sooner than people were thinking i mean uh so falcon and winter soldier is, has started shooting and uh, upon just like many articles uh, miss marvel the casting for miss marvel has already begun and uh, funnily enough uh, uh what's the name mm, yeah serafin so serafin is the casting director who has worked on a lot of marvel tv projects like agents of shield and uh, i think uh, even on runaways or something like that and she has been brought brought into uh, for casting for miss marvel or loki or all of these disney plus shows which are clearly under marvel studios so this is a very interesting development that marvel television marvel uh, your netflix uh, contracts all those shows and the marvel studio stuff everything is under one umbrella now with kevin feige overseeing all of it so from now on if you don't watch any of these shows you're gonna miss out and it's just crazy the way disney plus is gonna extend the whole mcu what are your thoughts uh i don't understand how much marvel is too much marvel because i was kind of content with the movies that yeah. they were pushing out for for now to understand the storyline we need to watch tv shows read comics and then i don't know there's like the an entire world created around only the marvel cinematic mm-hmm. universe i think there won't be much longevity around it if they like keep pushing everything it's fine for like a particular uh, segment of the audience but in a broader sense i don't think it will have like that global impact as avengers films did 
or like some of the captain america films or iron man did the more you push out of something the lesser its impact gets and yeah. we can like see now uh, like 2018 did not uh, 19 did not have any marvel film so the 19 19 had end game yeah we had end game the, the biggest film of all time right now <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> and we had like Marvel did a lot. Like I think yeah, twenty nineteen Marvel broke a lot of record. Like Marvel, every film that came out this year from Marvel, like three movies, we got Captain Marvel, we got Endgame, and we got Spider Man Far From Home. All of them made over a billion. So Marvel at this point, it's they they have an average of one billion per movie right now. Like they they've got twenty three twenty three movies. the franchise and their overall run is like 23 billion so it's just getting bigger but how much bigger do you think it can get like how much more do you yeah. want how many more superhero do you want to see yeah that's the biggest question because just like a year ago like just until like a couple of years ago we had started to hear a lot of conversation around uh, superhero fatigue right and uh, i i mean obviously all the numbers prove it wrong because people are going to say it as long as you give me good content i'm going to go and watch it if like because when you see say antman 2 coming back to antman 2 antman 2 did not make as much money as they would have hoped for i think it made like 500 million 600 million which is fine like it made a profit but it was clear that people weren't like not as many people were in, in like inherently interested in that movie so Uh, a lot of people are going to miss a lot of these shows end game robbed us of like one of the greatest cinematic uh visuals that we could have mm-hmm. in the series where antman shoots up thanos's butthole <laughs> and expands <laughs> and what if antman 3 is like a alternate timeline where he actually does that i would i would pay good money to watch I'll that go watch <laughs> that was one thing and uh, coming back to superhero fatigue and all of that uh So Bob Iger. Now we've had a lot of comments from Martin Scorsese over these movies that he called them not cinema. He's called them a lot of things. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola has also said a lot of things that they're despicable, which is funny because uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, he had said in an uh, in a director's uh, roundtable that he screened Black Panther for, for for Coppola and he liked it and he actually gave him feedback on that movie. So. is just weird and now bob iger the head honcho at disney he's come down raining on martin scorsese and he has just said that i don't think he has seen marvel films because i mean i really uh, i support bob iger on these statements because whatever your opinions on these movies may be being a filmmaker you can't just disrespect the whole a whole um, uh, what say a whole franchise a whole uh, large team of creatives that like they're just uh popcorn flicks like they're not they're not cinema like you can call them popcorn flicks you can call them uh i don't know a lesser art if there is something like that i can see if you would say that but to say that these films don't have any talent going into them is just plain wrong i mean these films require a lot of hard work they have a lot of people working for them and it is just as hard to make a movie regardless of a budget regardless of who's directing it I think I understand where uh, Scorsese comes from when yeah. he said these films aren't cinema. Basically, what he's trying to say is that you've uh, bridged the gap of a comic book and a film to such a level where it's uh, like sometimes uh, it's 
nice to go for a comic book movie to go see it in a movie theater yeah but orange you can get almost the same experience at home or on a smartphone yeah which doesn't give you what you should get out of a movie theater yeah. experience whereas uh, the films that scorsese makes are like the ones that really hit you hard yeah they have something to say they have uh, doesn't always have to be positive but there's always a message around it mm. and scorsese is from another generation a completely other timeline and he works in a different manner so him not uh, understanding or him not wanting to be part of this culture is completely understandable yeah uh, and that's how i think he approaches because for me martin scorsese is probably the best filmmaker around right now currently working even better than like whatever we uh, whatever you throw up and his films like taxi driver and then uh, what do you say raging bull raging king comedy, you have king of comedy yeah and he has such a wide and uh, what do you say uh, roller coaster ride of a films where wolf of wall street obviously <laughs> now that is cinema where you just completely shock the audience yes. with whatever you have and everyone's performance is top notch yeah and he demands that from the people who work with him but the same thing when you see a marvel movie you do not get the same thing it's like yeah you did your thing it's okay like even with some of the main characters you i am fine with that like that aspect i'm completely fine with he can dislike he can hate them for all i care but he's disregarding it as part of a medium that's my problem you can't say i don't like those i mean that's what he should have said probably that you know what i don't like marvel movies they're not for me fine like just say that maintain your uh, like uh, standard that you have as a big director maintain your uh, class let's just say but when you say that's not cinema i am sorry you are wrong i don't care how good of a filmmaker you are these are also filmmakers they're for a different audience they're for a different reason that's different but you can't disregard a whole medium and just not call it what it is that's my thing and bob iger has uh, come down with a really good statements recently like over the past couple of weeks like it's not like he's challenging scorsese or something but he's also uh, like under- he's also understanding what he where he's coming from and he's just as a good businessman as a good uh, uh, i mean uh, he's not a proper filmmaker per se but he is managing uh, kevin feige he is managing marvel studios ultimately so he also has a good right to defend these movies and to say that yeah i am a businessman we make a lot of movies and a lot of people like them so to for someone to say that they're not cinema or completely disregarding them i would suggest they actually watch and then try to say comment on them because really from his comments i don't think he has really sat down and watched something or at least with from the eyes of the regular audience that goes to watch his movies so this just it's a crazy it just keeps on developing and i am just tired of this news by now i mean just it doesn't matter in the end like they're going to keep making those movies scorsese is going to keep making his movies it does not matter it shouldn't have been uh, this big of a thing like yeah. first of all but then people need to hype up something yeah. and uh, both of these people like bob iger and scorsese have spent decades into the industry and they know where each of them comes uh, like comes from so i don't think uh, scorsese wanted to degrade yeah. Ma- marvel film yeah because uh, that's another thing like if you go and actually watch his interviews and all that where he said all of that stuff 
he said it in a very casual way he wasn't wasn't going after marvel or anything but all of the media coverage makes it look like he was attacking marvel that's not what he was doing that's what it has been happening for like quite some time where people just like pounce upon any particular uh, particular news that that has come out and like before you know it there's a snowball effect in place where like one small thing leads up to an uh, entire avalanche yeah so th- that's just crazy. i mean this is just going to keep developing like every big director there is pretty sure the number one question on every journalist is like what do you think about marvel movies <laughs> it's just it's weird and coming to weird things spider verse 2 has just been confirmed by sony and it's coming in 2022 and i am very much excited for this movie i am like i don't even know what they're going to do like i mean we know that the second movie is going to focus on miles and gwen because they had that confirmed a long time ago yeah they <laughs> gwen so they're going to focus on those two mainly but you know what the main dream of mine what a lot of fans is just have a live action spider verse have everybody thrown in because sony would pay good money to make that and people would pay better money to watch that you know would be better is to have every cancelled spiderman yeah. in these movies and uh, if possible we can also uh, expand upon uh, the spiderman noah character which yeah. i found was very dark serious batman like yeah, yeah but in a more comic and fun way <laughs> where i want to see what happens with that character <laughs> the dark pitches that he has and the grim look and everything is amazing the movie deserved the oscar that it won yeah. and it was just a completely visual marvel and the storytelling was good every character progression was great i wasn't that well versed with Pe- uh, penny parker was it penny parker yeah. yeah but i loved the character it was yeah. so fun and it was nice to see spider pig was spider spider ham spider ham spider pig was the simpson thing yeah spider pig spider pig <laughs> That was, I wish that comes in the film and they had uh, the post credit scene had Spider-Man 2099 in it oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. I dude I love Spider-Man 2099 as a character I want him to have a good role in the next one please I used to play with that character in like some of the Spider-Man games and it, the costume looks amazing in itself and yeah. it'd be very nice to have that again uh, we just want to see these people do what they do best and continue on this legacy <laughs> this is something i want a sequel for like yeah. this is something i believe everyone wants a sequel and uh, i just can't wait for 2022 and with this new deal with uh, marvel and sony right now um, like sony has big plans for the spider verse like not just this animated spider verse but their whole sony verse of films right now so they have venom 2 coming out they have spider verse 2 in development uh, they have a uh, two more spiderman appearances in the mcu as per the new contract so spiderman 3 and another crossover so it could be avengers or something whatever they end up doing but what kevin feige has hinted at is that tom holland's spiderman is going to be the first like character who's going to jump between cinematic universes and so i fully see him having a cameo in spider verse or he's going to have a cameo in venom 2 I, i'm like 99% sure confirmed. of that Later, yeah that they are that they are aiming to do anyway like they're gonna that's for the building up towards venom 2 is going to have carnage yeah 
and venom and if they have like another spider creature in no one is going to complain about it yeah. especially how tom holland uh, approaches the role which is i believe in a very teenager way which spiderman has been throughout yeah. the comic books it's a proper representation of the character it's a very light hearted teenage movie yeah. which it should have been yeah so hbo max is coming out soon and uh, just like disney plus they want to compete for that streaming audience so they they just confirmed that green lantern show is in development with uh, toroner uh, greg berlanti so for those of you who don't know greg berlanti is the showrunner for uh, the cw shows so he's the main showrunner for arrow for flash for uh, i think even supergirl right now batwoman all of these shows and he's going to oversee green lantern as per these reports as per these uh, the rumors but like it has been confirmed that it is in work and greg berlanti is working on that now my thing is see the cw shows they're not the best quality shows uh, because of the budgets they have i mean you've seen some episodes yeah. of the flash you've seen arrow thoda sa but uh, hbo max is looking to produce these shows with huge budgets just like disney plus like they want this to look like a movie so i don't know how that's going to work with this showrunner because he is from such a small scale background with the tv shows and now to suddenly go to something like green lantern it's and also green the green lantern as a as a ip it needs some boost right now because the last one did not work out well for anybody <laughs> i mean the biggest boost uh, green lantern got was being featured in the deadpool movies and being laughed at <laughs> yes and uh, at least people have a positive outlook on green lantern right now i loved what uh, ran runnels did with it yeah <coughs> and would deservedly so and it was fun and <laughs> people should not take like most work so seriously and you should make fun of like everything i believe yeah and uh, green lantern being green lantern is like fine you have a glowing thing yeah. floating in the sky wearing a ring <laughs> Yeah. and uh, they're not going to follow uh, hal jordan like the show uh, like hal jordan the uh, the green lantern that uh, yeah, there are like yeah. three four yeah. and there's a rumor that uh, like the cw uh, verse has always uh, hinted that john diggle on arrow uh, that he might be a green lantern in a parallel universe so it could be that they'll follow a version of that or something because from the, all the rumors we've seen uh they're not going to follow the like uh, the main characters like john stewart or hal jordan but they're taking inspiration from those characters and uh, make their own original characters or something like that so that's that's interesting it is interesting but it's uh, green lantern kind of ends up getting very repetitive where yeah. you just have like the green lantern core and this one guy getting a ring going into space kind of like captain marvel but bad <laughs> and uh, it's like it's fun like for once first of all i have this issue is how many stri- streaming services is too much streaming services because yeah. how much are people willing to- at this point like the when like, uh, you already have flex you already have amazon prime yeah. hulu and god knows how much now disney plus is coming hbo max and who knows what else will come up So another big news that came out uh, was uh, Game of Thrones. Now Game of Thrones season 8 was Pathetic. something. 
we'll let you we'll let you guys decide but <laughs> like game of thrones now they've been developing some uh, like uh, spin off shows and mainly prequels so there was a show which was coming out with uh, naomi watts in it and uh, they shot the whole pilot uh, like the episode was ready it was going to be get ordered and now suddenly it got cancelled and just one day later another show uh, called house of the dragon has been greenlit by hbo so this is just weird like what are they doing with uh, like all these shows seriously i mean uh, game of thrones uh, this uh, house of the dragon is going to follow the uh, targaryen family and their history uh, as per the name suggests and with game of thrones uh, what do you think of this show like what do you think it's going to happen with the reception after season 8 about house of the dragons i hope they uh... tell the story of old valeria and how targaryens like got into the entire lore of game of thrones and how they uh, had dragons as pet and how a caged dragon would not grow more than a like domestic dog basically uh-huh. so that was a very uh, nice story which they had which uh, george r r martin wrote and it is very uh, nice to follow the path about the naomi watch show i don't know but i i think it must be really bad for them to cancel it entirely just going from the entire first episode first yeah. pilot basically uh what was another scene uh, another big thing that happened was when the original game of thrones show was uh being produced the first pilot that they had shot was really bad and so yeah. they had to reshoot it again yeah which i'm glad they had like good six seasons of it yeah like they had to recast a lot of characters they had to change a lot like that pilot maybe like 10% of it actually sh- like was finalized in the first episode we saw finally which was amazing the yeah. first uh, the first episode of game of thrones uh, completely sets up the entire season the pacing of it what you like even though you can't really expect what's going to uh, happen It's a very touching episode where you get to familiarize with some of the characters, you get to know some characters, you know their personalities and everything about them. About the House of the Dragons, I can't wait for the show. I mean, as long as D&D aren't attached to it. And it really broke my heart when season 8 came out and yeah. it felt rushed. It felt uh, where as if they just like wanted to be done with the series and yeah. move on to Star Wars. and then funny you mentioned that because they just got booted from star wars i'm so happy to read that the <laughs> first thing i read i'm like <gasps> <laughs> because star wars like so uh, i don't know if a lot of you people know but uh, david benoff and uh, db voice the writers for game of thrones the show they were just hired to do they, they were going to write a whole star wars trilogy just like uh, i think this is like a year old news or something and just recently like just a couple of days before They, they just announced that they left because of scheduling conflicts which we know that's not really the reason because they have a netflix deal scheduling conflicts is the only respectable excuse that you can yeah. give <laughs> <And> <laughs> that, so now they're fired now they rushed game of thrones so they could work on star wars now they're not doing star wars so what like what's going to happen to them because really <laughs> they'll find work i mean i'm pretty sure they're like one of the most talented yeah they have so a netflix they, deal they they uh, that's what they cited for the reason was that they have a netflix deal and that's where they're 
too busy first hours right now which isn't really 100% the case but sure how can anyone be too busy for towers yeah, towers exactly. is like one of the biggest franchises you yeah. can possibly have with kevin feige who is the like the marvel's boss right now kevin feige is going to produce a star wars movie because that's where his heart lies that's what star wars means to a lot of people to have yeah. kevin feige at the helm of a star wars film yeah. because george lucas did an amazing job then the prequel show fun Come on, the, the prequels. <laughs> what a rich man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> That's what the prequels are. <laughs> it did its job, and J.J. Abrams did a really good job with the yeah. uh, episode seven. Episode eight was a risky, yeah. but I don't think it was a bad film. Yeah, I liked it for the most part. Visually, it was like one of the best things yeah. that you could see, and like. there were some character decisions which were like debatable but other than that i think the film was like okay not yeah. star was amazing but it was like still nice yeah. and episode 9 i recently read somewhere it had gone into reshoots because they weren't happy completely with mm. what uh, they had in uh, themselves yeah but then again like with every big major studio release reshoots are a common thing now like they factor that into the budget these days and every time a film's reshoots like a news comes out that they're going to reshoot something people make a big deal out of it but it's a normal thing these days like they account for that do you remember you chunk of Su- uh, suicide squad was reshot that was a different case altogether got that <laughs> you got that yeah that <laughs> that So, which was edited by a trailer company what <laughs> so yeah you can't really just guess what you're going to get until yeah. you see the yeah. final product but even then it's again debatable some people like it some people don't and i just hope like i've been very close to the star wars series yeah. i grew up on them i like them a lot i hope i get to cosplay them this year comic con uh, yeah <laughs> can't wait but yeah i'm really looking forward to it so that was it that was all the biggest news we had this week and there's a lot more to come i mean star wars is yeah. coming next month we're going to have uh, the cinematic big religious thing. experience for me <laughs> where i'll just sit like in wonder where okay. finally i'll get we get the end of the anakin series the skywalker family drama Yeah, that has been plaguing the entire universe. So it'll be nice to have an end to that, and uh, hopefully we they set up another character who spans another nine episodes or something like that. <laughs> well, they're gonna do that. They're gonna keep producing a Star Wars movie every year or every every two years at least. Like that's their goal. Yeah, every two three years, it's fine. Yeah, like. But- Like even uh, with Disney Plus, we oh yeah, we have the Mandalorian coming out just like oh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that the production budget on the Mandalorian, holy shit! Like it, they, that's a movie split into eight parts. That's not episodes <laughs> looking like movies. But then you also get the fact that Disney is probably the richest thing yeah, out like there right now. For them, those episodes are like peanuts. Yeah, for them, it's like petty change. Like uh, Bob Iger is head of Disney right now. Yeah. He'll be like, yeah, yeah. Just this, this is like for one episode. Right now, I'll give you change for another. So we have that. We have the Obi Wan Kenobi show with Evan McGregor, which oh my god, like Reddit is gonna freak out when it I comes out. Like it's already freaking out when they announced it. 
it's it's amazing the progression that they have with star wars and star wars is a franchise thing you can't just like make one thing and be content with it it's going to keep on building up and there's such a vast universe uh, the sad thing is that the canon universe is such a small thing yeah. whereas there are like hundreds and thousands of books around it there's like a lot of magazines yeah. there's uh, comic books except they're not going to pull from any of those which is sad which is sad because <laughs> I don't think any other universe has such a rich content yeah. with it, and you. And that's the best part. Like the best part of the Star Wars movies to me is that, unlike Marvel, you really can't predict where it's gonna go. Exactly. And that's why people are inherently much more excited for any Star Wars movie that comes out. Like with Marvel, sure, they they have a own their own storyline that they're continuing, but you can still predict what's gonna happen in a way because they're adapting from a very specific source material. Star Wars. Tawas has no source material as such like they invent uh, that canon as they go along exactly and that's what fun uh, what's fun about it is that you never know what you're going to get it might be good it might not be good but it's always fun yeah so i think that's a good note to end on it yeah i think so we'll see you guys next week with another installment of uh, a new show or whatever you yeah, want to we have more content every week yeah We have some cool ideas for a lot of new, sh- like a couple of new shows we're planning to put on this channel. We just haven't like we're still figuring it out, but some of them involve Lego sets, some of them involve <laughs> GI Joes. So just stay tuned for that. So thank you for watching, and we'll see you in the next video.